I want to begin by asking you a question that I think all of you will probably know the answer to. I think it's a, a good way for us to start week three of our Kingdom Come series. Kind of level the playing field. So channel, channel you know, Netflix shows, uh, movies, fairy tales, when you think of king and kingdoms. And what is the universal thing, the universal action, the just accepted response that people have when they walk into the presence of the king or the queen? Or when the king or the queen walks up to them, maybe as a surprise, they see the king, they pass the king, the king passes them in the village. What is the accepted response? What does just you automatically do? You bow. You bow. Out of respect. Out of reverence. You acknowledge the authority of the king, the queen, by bowing. What I want to do in the next few moments is talk about what it looks like for us to bow our lives to King Jesus. And I know that may seem a little odd, strange, weird. But I want you to hang with me. Because after all, I mean, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. After all, as, as subjects of King Jesus, wouldn't it just make sense? Wouldn't it just make sense, just logically, that we would live in such a way that our lives would bow, acknowledging his authority, his reign, and his way over all things? Now, the challenge is, the challenge is that a lot of us, honestly, are all about embracing Jesus as Savior. Oh, we want our sins forgiven. I mean, who doesn't want their sins forgiven? Sign me up for that. But when it comes to living our lives in a way that acknowledge him as king, reign, ruler over our lives. I don't know about that. See, we try to take King Jesus and fit him into our little lives, into our little kingdom. And the problem with that is Jesus just don't fit. He doesn't fit into our little framework and our little worlds. Here, here's another way to say it, is that we want to be in the kingdom, but not really live the king's way. I mean, we're all about, oh, yeah, 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 I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm saved. Oh, yeah, 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 heaven, sign me up for that. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. But wait a second, when we learn what it really means to follow the king with our lives, we're like, ah, I don't know about that. That, that's a little much. And here's what's interesting. I'm talking primarily to Jesus followers, to Christians. But even if you're not a follower of Jesus, uh, you're here w watching online and, and, and you're not, maybe you're not sure, or you just wouldn't call yourself uh, a follower of Jesus uh, just yet, you're not quite sure. Even you get this, right? E even if you're not familiar with church, you get this. That's why maybe you're so frustrated with church. Maybe that's why you stopped going to church. Maybe that's why, because you're like all those all those hypocrites in the church, right? You heard that one? I'll tell you what, there are them hypocrites in the church. Here's my take on that. Of course there are hypocrites in the church. Where should the hypocrites go? <laughs> to church, to learn, not to be so hypocritical. So here's what I say. Bring all the hypocrites. Y'all come on. Come on. Let's, let's this place. I mean, I'm looking around. This place is filled 
with hypocrites. I mean, I just, online, you're a hypocrite, right? And guess what? At times, you're listening to someone who can be hypocritical. So let's all bring our hypocrisy to the king and learn and learn. Okay, okay, wait. It just What does it look like for me to bow my life in honor of the king's way? Because here's the deal. is We're not just recipients of God's salvation. We are actually agents of God's kingdom. And there's a difference. We live for the king. According to the kingdom code and the kingdom ethic, the code of the kingdom of God, the ethic of the kingdom of God is simply put the way of Jesus. Jesus' way of living. Jesus' way of thinking. Jesus' way of doing life. And doesn't it make sense? It just makes sense. It's logical. If we're going to follow Jesus and call ourselves Christians, then we should bow our lives to the way of the king. Here's another way of saying this. Here's another way of looking at this. Um, There is a phrase that all of us are probably familiar with. It's a three-word phrase. And it's a phrase typically that you hear in the context of a family environment when things have gotten out of hand, a little chaotic, especially with the kids or the teenagers, or or whatever. And it's something that a parent or a grandparent says, and more specifically, it's often mama or grandmama. Not always, but when I hear this phrase, and you hear this phrase, I I think, I think mama, I think grandma, it it goes like this. In this house, are you with me? Right, and things getting kind of crazy, and then all of a sudden, mama walks in the room and opens the door. First of all, the door stays open. And in this house, Right? In this house, and then she goes on to explain. And I guess dads can do it too. Dads, you know, just have another way of, you know, I'm going to kill you now, you know, kind of thing. But moms, you get, you get the speech, right? The moms, you're going to get the monologue. Like she's been rehearsing this in her sleep, right? In this house, and she goes through the whole list of things we will and will not do. As a pastor, I get that. I feel like that sometimes as a pastor in regards to the church. I feel like, wouldn't it be cool? And, 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 and this is just me in my head. It's, it probably would go really wrong. But I'm like, like, what if right after people were baptized, like right after they got baptized, we pulled them off to the side, dripping wet and everything, and said, okay, okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I, know, I know you're all soggy and wet and you want to dry off, but before you dry off, you need to know. Welcome to the kingdom family. This is what we're about. This is how we live and how we do things in honor of King Jesus. And then tell them right there, it's dripping wet. Just here we go. Make sure you understand in this house, in this kingdom, in the kingdom of God. Wouldn't that be so simple? It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So what we're going to do for the next few moments is we're going to talk about the way of King Jesus and what it looks like to live for the kingdom of God. This, this is a way for us to understand what King Jesus has said in his, in this house, speech. Because he gave that speech. Matter of fact, it was all throughout his ministry, snapshots and highlights of this. What I want to do is kind of hone in on one of Jesus's, if not Jesus's, most famous sermon where he kind of spells out what the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is all about. And if you're going to follow the king's way, this is how you live. This is how you think. This is how you relate to each other. And this is how you relate to God. This is the way of Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, 
in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. Read it on your own. I invite you this week to take some time to go to the New Testament in the book of Matthew 5, 6, and 7, those three chapters, specifically the Sermon on the Mount, and read this. I'm just going to hit some of the highlights. But this is kind of Jesus's in this house. This is my value system. This is what's important to the king. And if you're going to follow the king and the king's way, this is what it looks like to bow your life to King Jesus. He begins. <laughs> he begins by saying, remember, we are light. As followers of King Jesus, we are light to a dark world. We are to illuminate the world around us with Jesus' love and grace and Jesus' way. Sadly, though, many Christians and way too many churches are content just yelling at the darkness instead of actually bringing the light. Right? Just shaking their fist about how dark the darkness is. I can't believe Fox News and CNN. Those dang Republicans and those Democrats, right? Those young people, can you believe this world? Can you believe? Can you believe? And I can't believe. Man, I wish, you know, and we just, we just complain and gripe and complain and gripe about how dark the darkness is. Listen, it is dark because it's darkness. <laughs> Newsflash. And instead of getting all been out of shape, of how bad it is out there. Just go be a light. That's what Jesus said his way was all about. Jesus said that his way, in this Sermon on the Mount, it's very clear, was a way that was advanced by humility, mercy, and peace. It's for the humble. It's for the merciful. It's the way of peace. Jesus' way is not the way of Power, and dominance, and conquest, and war. In fact, later on, Jesus would clarify that your real enemy is not even flesh and blood to begin with. So shaking your fist at another human being as if they're the enemy, but you're just missing the whole point. See, I'm telling you, time out. What we're talking about here is counterintuitive. It's countercultural. It goes again and challenges tradition, it challenges human nature, it challenges cultural thinking, both then and today. What Jesus is talking about, his way. Let's get back at it. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, heart issues matter most. He was very clear. He, and he gave examples. He said, your anger, your anger, the real issue with anger is that it's a heart issue, Right? When you say, I have anger issues, you're actually saying, I have heart issues, because that's where anger starts. It said the same thing about lust, right? Lust is just not some physical kind of, you know, sexual kind of thing. He said, no, those are heart issues. He even said the same thing about money. He said, finances are really a heart issue. Read about it. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's very clear. Your relationship with God is really a heart issue. He said, in my house, in this house, <laughs> We, we're not going to do the revenge thing. No, no, we're not going to be retaliating. It's, it's not about getting even. Oh, 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 I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine. Jesus says, opens the door and says, first of all, door stays open. And in this house, we don't do the retaliating thing. We turn the other cheek. That's what Jesus taught in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. We, we go the second mile for each other. 
In this house, we love and pray for our enemies. Whoever is in the enemy position, and sometimes your own family can be in the enemy position, don't you know it? Your own friends can be in the enemy position, don't, don't you realize that? Whoever is in the position of enemy in your life at any given point, our response to them is not to attack them and not to cancel them. It's not the way of Jesus. I unfollow them. <laughs> Jesus is like, nah, in this house, now we love our enemies. Whoever is in the enemy position in your life at any given point, you love them, you treat them with love, and you pray for them, not against them, not like God get them, right? But you pray for them. In this house, we give. Why? Because that's who the king is. I mean, just look at John 3, 16. For God loved the world so much that he gave. And then Jesus gave his life. Our king is a giver. If you're going to follow the king's way, mm, stinginess ain't got no place. In this house, we're not going to be greedy. In this house, we're not going to be stingy. In this house, this is a house of generosity. And we give. Jesus said, it's kingdom first. It's kingdom first. Above all things, it's the kingdom of God first. And he says, if you live, regardless of what your context is, regardless of what your day job is, regardless of what your title or your background is, how much money you make, where you live, all that awards, rewards, all that kind of stuff, if you live with the kingdom of God primary in your life, above all other things, he says, I will take care of you and make sure you have everything you really need. Kingdom first. And in this house, we forgive. Read about it. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Servant on the Mount. We forgive because, because we've been forgiven. And how dare a forgiven person be unforgiving to anyone else? Enough with that hypocrisy. In this house, we forgive as we have been forgiven. And it's an others-focused thing. The way of the king is an others-focused thing. It's just not about you. It's just not. It involves you, you're invited, you can come to the party, you're a part of it, but it just ain't about you and me. It's about the king. In this house, we're not going to be judgmental. We're just not. We're just not. Yes, there's good and evil. Yes, there's right and wrong, but here's what Jesus said. You can read about it, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He said, don't worry about the splinter in your brother's eye, in your neighbor's eye. Be more concerned with the log, the beam in your own stinking eye. He said, in this house, we deal with our own issues first and most. You stay focused on you. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't be so distracted by all everybody else's issues. You probably got your own issues. That's the way of the kingdom. And in this house, we're going to treat others the way we want to be treated. How, how simple and transform, transformative is that? Just treat each other the way you want to be treated. Right? I mean, we know this. We teach little kids this. How would you like it if they bit you? How would you like it if somebody pushed you down? But we're all still, you know, little kids, just bigger and it's more sophisticated. How would you like it if someone talked behind your back? How would you like it if someone just kind of looked at your life from a distance and assumed they knew and treated you as a result? In this house, we treat each other the way we be treated. See, this is the king's way. This is the way of King Jesus, and Jesus taught this so clearly. All throughout 
his ministry. And this is just one sermon. This is just one afternoon when Jesus taught this. Later on, Matthew records that Jesus said other things about the king's way and the way of Jesus that's very, again, counterintuitive and countercultural and like we're still kind of scratching our heads. What is this really all about? When Jesus said things like, in my kingdom, the first will be last and the last will be first. Like, what? What's all that about? I mean, we could unpack that. There's a lot there. But I think it's just one of the things is that it's just Jesus' way of saying, you think you got people sized up? Stop sizing people up. Because you get them all wrong. Because the people you think that are at the top, they may be missing the whole thing. And the people that you overlook, the people that you overlook, the people that you dismiss, may be the ones that really get what it's all about anyway. Jesus said in, in the culture, he said the culture, not just of his day, but it's every culture, is a culture of, of power and dominance and authority and taken over, and conquest, and war, and fighting, and positioning. Jesus said, in this house, not so with you. If you're going to follow me, if you're going to be in my kingdom, and if you're going to participate in my, my way, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you, and who doesn't want to be great? I want to be great. You want to be great? We all want to be great. Must be your servant. Upside down, see? Counterintuitive. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And here's the beautiful thing about this, is that the king went first. King Jesus went first. He said, in my way, in my kingdom, in my code, my ethic of things, is that we're going to give and we're going to serve. We're going to give and we're going to serve and we're going we're to offer our lives for each other. And you know what? I'll go first. And all I'm asking you to do is follow my example. We don't serve a king that's not willing to do what he asks us to do. He paves the way. Just This is the way of the kingdom. This is the way of King Jesus. He taught it and he illustrated it for three years in his ministry. I mean, his whole life was an illustration of it, but those last three years when his ministry on earth was you know, really focused and honed in, he taught it and he illustrated it for three years. And then towards the end of that three years, right before he died, there was this moment, and we've talked about this before, there was this moment when Jesus gathered his closest followers together and he said, let me summarize everything that I've taught you in the last three years. Let me kind of bottom line it for you. And Jesus said, I'm going to give you a new commandment now. Love each other. Just as I have loved you over the last three years, I've illustrated this for you, you guys. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciple. Your love, for the, your love for each other is going to help people know that you are a part of my kingdom, that you are a part of my way, that you are connected with me, King Jesus, your love for one another. And then Jesus illustrated his love for them in a way they would never forget and we will never forget. He loved them to the point of death. He gave his life for the sin of the world so that we could be connected with him. See, that's why love first is such a big deal around here. 
because it kind of summarizes everything that Jesus talks about in his way, in his kingdom code and ethic. You just simply love as I have loved you. Even if it costs you your life. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. And then Jesus died, he was buried, and then he rose again. And after he rose again, he gathered his disciples together one more time, and he told them, now, fellas, I'm getting ready to leave uh, earth, and, and while I'm gone, I want you guys to carry my kingdom message to the world. I want you to go live it out. And I want you to teach people everything that I've taught you. You can read that at the end of Matthew and the end of Mark and the end of you know, John, if you, the end of these accounts. I want you to go tell everybody everything that I taught you. Now, if you're one of the disciples at that point, you're a little overwhelmed because you're like, crap, I didn't take notes. I didn't have anything to write it down on. They didn't have post-it notes yet. So what do you write stuff down with? I mean, I mean you got your tablet? Uh, it's dead. Oh. Right? I mean, what? <laughs> Thankfully, Matthew was taking notes. Mark took notes. John took notes. And Luke talked to many others who took notes. And so immediately they, they went back and reviewed, okay, we're supposed to teach everybody what he taught us. What did he teach us? Because it was all about loving as we have been loved. And then they go back and they remember, we are light. It's a way of humility and mercy and peace, not dominance and conquest. It's about heart issues. It ain't about revenge. It's about love and praying. It's about giving. It's about kingdom first and forgiving and putting others before ourselves, not judging, but treating each other as we want to be treated. That's what we teach everybody because that's what he taught us. And so much more. So I got a question for you, and this kind of brings it home to me and you. And what it, what it considering what it looks like to bow our lives, bow our lives to King Jesus, because that's just what you do. It's just logical, right? It's just what you do in the presence of the King, and we're always in the presence of King Jesus. His presence is everywhere. It's not just about this building. This is just a building. His presence is everywhere. Here's a question. What kingdom are you living for? What kingdom are you living for? Because you're living for one, whether you realize it or not. You're living your life according to some system, code, or ethic, whether you realize it or not. What kingdom? Or maybe more specific, whose kingdom are you living for? Might as well be honest, because he knows already. So be honest with yourself. You really only got three options. The way I see it, you can live for your kingdom, the kingdom of culture, or you can live for God's kingdom, watching King Jesus' way and following his example. Three options. He said, well, how do I know? How do I know? Because I want to say, God, King Jesus, King Jesus, King Jesus. I mean, that's what I want to say, right? what I think everybody would want to say. I hope so. But how do I know? How do I know? Okay, let me ask you a secondary question. Who calls the shots in your life? Who calls the shots in your life? Like, really, who calls the shots? And, and, and who do you go for? Where do you go for direction? For when, when you need to make a decision, when you're looking for wisdom and guidance, who calls the shots? Is it you? Do you? I mean, a lot of people, unfortunately, let's be honest, a lot of us in this room, a lot of watching online, we live for our own small, tiny, little kingdom. And Jesus' kingdom don't fit in ours. His way, you cannot, you cannot push him into our mold. 
You live for your own. And, and you hear that around it. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying, to be, I'm trying to be true to me. I'm trying to be true to me. And, and, and I'm just I'm trying to live by my truth. You know, if I could just live by my truth, that's all I'm trying to do is live by my truth. And culture looks at that and goes, yeah, my truth. It sounds good, right? It's just my truth. I'm just trying to be true to myself. Sounds good. But it breaks down pretty quick. Because what happens when your truth and my truth are against one another? Right? If I can live by my truth and you live by your truth, what if my truth says I can punch you in the face if I don't like your shirt? <laughs> my truth. Why are you upset? I'm just living by my truth. But you can't, won't tell me I can't. It's my truth. You see, it just creates a big old mess. And that's just the funny stuff. That's not even serious. Who, who call, you call the shots? trouble there. It's dangerous to just end it with you. Now, I'm not saying that you don't matter. I'm not saying that you don't have thoughts. I'm not saying that you don't have opinions. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, if you live your life just for you, you're going to have problems. Or maybe it's culture. Maybe, maybe that's the kingdom you live for. Just culture. And so, who calls the shots for you? Where do you go for direction? I don't know. You start with social media. What is everybody else doing? What's everybody, how's everybody else doing it? Okay, I'll do that. I don't know. What are they saying on CNN? What are they saying on Fox News? What are they saying? I don't know. I'll do that. Be careful there. Be careful there. Or is it God's kingdom following the way of King Jesus? Who's calling the shots? When, when you get ready to make a decision or to determine and find clarity in your life, do you find yourself saying, okay, what did Jesus say about this? What, did, what was King Jesus' way with this? What would be the most honoring thing to the way of King Jesus? Because I am his. He is my king. See, that's where we got to be right there. And here's why this is so challenging. Let me break it down a little bit further. Eventually, the way of Jesus will stand in opposition to every other way. Eventually, the way of Jesus will stand in opposition to your way and what you think and what you want and what you feel. Eventually, the way of Jesus challenges what I think and what I want. Well, I know this is what I think, but what does is, what is the way of King Jesus say? I know this is what I want, but what, what, is, what does Jesus say about this? And I know this is what I feel. And feelings are very interesting things. How many people do you know? They keep appealing to their feelings, appealing to their feelings over and over again. Well, this is what I feel is best. This is, I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to be honest with myself and I'm just trying to go with my feelings. And I'm not saying your feelings are not real and I'm not saying your feelings are not significant. I'm just saying they're a lousy foundation for life because your feelings will mislead you because they're feelings and they change. You know how I, you know, I've said this before, a burrito can give you a feeling, <laughs> right? You, you don't want to live your life based upon your feelings. They have a place. It's just a lousy foundation. And eventually the way of Jesus will be in conflict with the way you feel. And you're going to have to make a decision. Whose kingdom are you living for? Culture, culture, eventually the way of Jesus will fly in the face of culture. Hang with me just for a few more minutes. This could get saucy. In the first century, in the first century, the first Christians who were Jews discovered very quickly 
that they were brought to a point of decision. Are we going to go the Jewish way? Oh, are we going to follow the way of Jesus? Eventually, they had to make a decision. A little bit later on, as Christianity exploded across the Roman Empire and more and more people in the Roman Empire became followers of Jesus, they had to make a decision. Are we going to go the Roman way? Or are we going to choose the Jesus way when it stands in opposition to the Roman way? And for us today in 2021, just draw a straight line logically from then to now. What do you do when the way of Jesus stands in opposition to the American way of living? Because eventually Jesus' way will challenge even the American way of life and the Republican way of thinking and the Democrat way of thinking and the CNN and the Fox News way of thinking. And whenever there's a conflict between the way of Jesus and your kingdom and culture's kingdom, we are King Jesus's people first. First, above all things, we appeal to the King. We bow our lives to the King. Above all things. And Jesus made it clear, in this house, we do things differently. In this house, we live a different way. We submit to Jesus' way first, most, and last. Let me add one more layer to this with a question, or really uh, an acknowledgement that, that you and I are both a mirror and a window. We're a mirror because we reflect something. All of us reflect something. When people look at us, we reflect something. What do you reflect? Your way, your, your ethic, culture, are you just reflecting what you see around you, culture? Or do you reflect the way of Jesus? When people look at you, you reflect something. Everybody's a mirror and everybody's a window. And you're a window because you reveal something. When people peer into your life and look through your life and look through your actions and look through your conversation and look through the way you live, something is revealed. Is it your way, culture's way, or is it the way of Jesus? Is it the way of the kingdom? Is the kingdom of God revealed through your life, through my life? Convicting, isn't it? All of us are mirrors. All of us are windows. And this becomes so evident when we go through pain and we face problems and we're dealing with people. When life gets dicey, it becomes very evident whose, what kingdom we're living for really. And let me invite you to live the way of the king, especially if you align yourself with the king, if you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus. Now, if you're not a follower of Jesus, you're free to live however you want to live. Just don't break the law, okay? But if you're a follower of Jesus, you must appeal to the king in every area of life. And the more we live the king's way, get this, the more the kingdom of God is revealed on earth as it is in heaven. In our lives. Let's just make this simple. 
May we bow our lives to King Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, O King, we come to you asking your forgiveness for living for our own selfish kingdoms, for trying to fit you into our own mold and agenda. Forgive us, O King. Forgive us for living for culture's kingdom, just trying to match what we see around us, being branded by the ethic of this dark world. Father, help us to embrace the way of the King, a way of love as we have been loved. And all that that means, may we start at home and where we work, where we live. Father, we bow our lives. We bow ourselves. In a world where it seems like nobody kneels anymore, no one bows to you anymore, I do believe there are still people and maybe in some ways more than ever, there are still people interested in living the way of the King. So Father, may we live our lives so that through us it is on earth as it is in heaven. We come in honor of the King and in the name of the King, Jesus. Amen.